Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. The other, as you know her, Marnie Kinris, best-selling <laughs> author of Get Insider. Check our, her website out, winggirlmethod.com. Thank you. I'm like being very professional right now. And we have Brad P. on the show today, who's been on the show before. Yes. Tons of good information. Dating coach, is that what you call sure. it? Sure. Okay. Just pick up dude. That's fine. Just pick up artist. He's um, an everything man, actually. I never liked the term that much. Yeah, that's but what I figured. they told me you got to use it, so I used it. Okay. And it was good. Yeah. It was a good thing. Just say, I I'm, feel like if there was a pickup artist, like it would be you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like. Because I'm so artsy. Yes, exactly. exactly. I want to be the artist formerly known as pickup artist. Perfect. <laughs> you are. Well, that's how I see you. Now that I actually know you yeah. better, like I do not see you as a pickup artist at all. You're just like a natural, awesome dude. Is your hair naturally black? Do you dye it? I dye it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's a great black. I just dyed it like two days ago. It's all it's fresh like a, yeah, and Yeah, it's very right fresh. Now. Yeah. Thank I'm you. very jealous of it. I well, wish I could pull off black hair. Come you by. You could. No, I, I've tried. It we get this, this box. They sell it at Rite Aid. We can put it in your hair. <laughs> you know, Actually, no, you shouldn't no, do I black. Can't. No, I've tried. It looks so bad because I'm too pink or something for it. Like, you yeah, need to be more olive yeah. like you. Right. Like, so could Cox, I pull it Jennifer Connelly. You said I was olive as well. Yeah, you can pull off black hair. Mm, yeah, you could do it. You're yeah. all Greek and Mediterranean. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. do it. I I'm doing do it. it tomorrow. You should stick with that like ombre thing. Yeah, you got but going it's like on. girl like next it. door and kind of boring. That I'm, I'm the girl sells, two houses you know? down. You know? Oh yeah. You know? Oh, the crazy chick. Yeah. But you're good. He's a guy good. who's yeah. saying it's sexy. He's like, stick with it. Thank you. It is I think okay. You should. I I like ombre on a girl. I mean, it's so good that even Jared Leto did it. That's true. Well, I've actually been told occasionally I look like Jared Leto, and I've never been more flattered. 
because he's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. Very pretty. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. We Bring have the same on. chest size. I like it. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk with Brad about the friend zone because I know that that is a big topic for a lot of guys. And you were saying that's great. I have a lot of opinions about it, so mm-hmm. I would love to hear your opinions on the friend zone because you gave a great mm-hmm. example of how to stay out of the friend zone by saying to Kristen when she made her comment, it's very sexy. Yeah, so that instantly takes you out of the friend zone. Well, it, well, I not that, hear. you know, but yeah. I want to hear that what are your opinions about the friend zone. Well, the friend zone is the ultimate trap that will do you in. Yes. It's the end of the world. It is the end of the world. It is so scary. The reason I know this is because I spent a lot of time in the friend zone myself before mm-hmm. I started to get good with women. And I would do the classic thing where you become friends with a girl and after a few months try to ask her out and she says no we're just friends you're too nice you're so nice you're so nice and i was like i thought god yeah i thought they liked me because i'm nice <laughs> yeah but it was a disaster so i was eventually like no more friend zone never again i'd rather kill myself right <laughs> and that really helped a lot so just getting angry yeah so you okay. clearly haven't been back in the friend zone because you're still alive and didn't kill yourself yeah cool yeah i, what does that I really mean? haven't been like if a girl is trying to friend zone me when i'm talking to her I will try to dodge it and do anything I can in that conversation. What does that mean when she's trying to friend zone you? If she's like, yeah, we can uh, hang out. I mean, like, maybe you could introduce me to that guy because I'm looking for a job. Or if she's looking for something else to use me for a connection or something friend zoning and I'm sensing it, you know, then I will will try to force her to get in or out of a attraction situation quickly. So, for example, I might start getting very touchy-feely with her. You know, not anything like where you'd call the cops, but I'll try to put my arm around her. So if she's like, whoa, stop, no way. Then I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. But if she's kind of on the fence, she's like, well, maybe I like this guy. Then, you know, she'll have to kind of get into that. I'm attracted to this guy thing. And she cannot possibly friend zone me. You cannot friend zone a guy who's a little on the handsy side. You know? Oh my God, I just went out it's with a someone a quote the other day. from Donald Trump, right? Is that what it is, right? <laughs> I've, no I went game, out with someone though. the other day and he told me I was being too handsy. Really? And I'm not handsy at all. But Were you I, being like jazz hands the entire time? <laughs> yes, I was like, I was like, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. You keep yourself, you cross your hands I, over your body the entire time. I usually time. do, and I got like buzzed, and I thought he was really, really cute. So you started like groping him? Well, I just kind of kept grabbing his arms. And, did he like, say it flirty funny. though? Yeah, he okay. did. Like it was like he wanted to be handsy. Like yeah. we yeah good game on his like, part can you just move your hand down yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. he's like wow that? you're really handsy and <laughs> I mean, to him it was like fun but i was and it was fun to be handsy i'm not normally handsy mm. i know and I it was really like picture you doing that neither mm. yeah. yeah. it's very vulnerable and free to be able it to is. put yourself out there that's why it so, is so appealing yeah when a guy can't do it anytime where he's controlling himself self-editing cutting mm. himself off from being sexual or playful in some yeah. way that those are things that land you in i don't even like calling it the friend zone because it's not you're not friends with the it's called hell it's just it's <laughs> on it's really the non-sexual the zone. non-sex zone yeah yeah because that's Man, what I, happened i'm becoming a pro at trying to put guys in the friend zone because i'm dating and uh, like a lot of guys are asking me out and mm. and it's like almost a technique on the girl's end as well it like is. how to do it girls are really good at it because we want to be friendly we don't want to totally reject but like the person's cool like there's this one guy who i went out with once and he's super he's so cute and like really successful and i actually met someone who knew him and they were like he they're like oh he's doing great like he's doing so great for himself and they're like he wants to get married like and but i just don't feel that sexual pull from him at all right and so he's like you want to go to the movies and i'm like yeah totes let's go but like i can't go to like maybe next week you know, so right. it's like I'm like so you're saying yes to the invites, but, but like on a friendship really level, following well, up and I'm being com- casual in the speech. Can you comment a little bit more? So I just what was the sentence that you said right before that? He, it, but not in the sexual way. 
So what, so what does that mean? Like, what could he do differently to I put hate, himself I, into that sexual zone? I hate to say this. Um, he's being too nice. Mm. But what does that mean? Um, he's super sweet. He's telling me, like, how pretty he thinks I am. And he's got a crush on me. God, what an idiot. I know. But well, it's like, but, Brad, can you tell me wh- why, why that's such a negative? Because I already have him. It's like I no challenge, no challenge at all. And then on top of it, when we when we met, he was super duper nice. And he's like, we were going to the movies, which is not a good first date. But he loves the movies. I love the movies and whatever. Yeah. And then it's a great first. date. So he's like, hey, I'm stopping at um, like because there's like a Trader Joe's like right there. And he's like, I'm going to stop at Trader Joe's. Do you want some cookies? And that was really sweet. But like it's your grandma. Right. And I'm like, "Eh, it's not like a turn on. Like, I'd rather get there and like have some like fun sexy banter and then we and get he like, eating his cookies. He's like oh did you want something yeah like in that more <laughs> playful way rather than he's so giving and so nice and it's like yes you want that once you're in the relationship right but when you're playing the game and mm-hmm. kind of trying to go forward it's just everything that he's done has just been so sweet and so caring that i haven't does had it that not oomph. seem sincere seems very sincere you can tell he's it's a very, very sincere, sincere person but girls just don't like guys like that because they're submissive right okay. exactly can you expand on that a little bit more uh, yeah, when when you act submissive around women, they assume you have no other options. Therefore, you're low value in the dating market. Right. So, for example, if I was to say, wow, you're so pretty. Wow, you're so pretty. Wow, you're so pretty. Can I get you some cookies? Can I get you some popcorn? Is there anything I can do for you? I'm, I'm telegraphing the fact that I am really out of luck in yeah. dating right yeah. now. This and better like, work out. I'll do me. anything to get this. Yeah. You know? It's like walking into a car dealership and being like, I'll pay any amount for any car you want to give me. Exactly. Yeah. No, Is like, it really sucker. the exact same thing? Pretty much. It's similar. Yeah. But that's it, in, but, how guys can understand it because guys right. think in terms of economical things. Right. But let's say that this nice, kind behavior is not coming from a desperate place and they do have options and they're just a nice person. Yeah. That how... happens and girls can sense that. But in this case, that's not what's happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how how does somebody who that is happening to, how do they project that behavior in a way where a woman wouldn't recognize that like how do they balance out that nice it's really easy it's really easy all you have to do is have sex with so many women that you don't feel desperate anymore (laughs) then you can be nice to anybody you want sounds so easy yeah it's great how do we make that happen well that's why you have to listen to Kristen and marnie and brad and we'll walk you through it (laughs) i can't tell you in one sentence exactly keep listening you'll figure it out (laughs) But here's the thing. So a lot of guys um, will write to me and they'll they'll tell me a scenario about themselves and a girl that they've been hanging out with or that they've been kind of, you know, dating a little bit. And they'll, the scenario is that she'll write to them, you know, two dates in or three days in and say, you know, you're wonderful. You're nice. You're kind. I'm just not feeling anything mm-hmm. with you. And they call that being friend zoned. I just say that. She's not even friend zoning you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just like saying, you. I don't feel that chemistry mm-hmm. with you. And that's what I really wanted to hone in on. With you guys, like, wh- like, how do you feel that sexuality that you talked about before? Like, can you give me a tangible example of of what that looks like and what does that chemistry look like? So that guys who are super nice, I don't want to, I don't want to bash people for being nice and kind and giving. If that's in, but they need it. Why, you guys? Do not do that. You're a pussy. Well, Girls don't want it. The guy, stop it. Yeah, the guy that I went there's out nothing with, to balance it. I out wish with? somebody would have punched me in the face and told me to stop that. Yeah, when I was new at this. So I could toughen up and stop being so submissive towards women. I see. I think of it is so differently. It's not sub. Okay, yes. There's certain behaviors that I think of submissive when they're doing it because they think 
that's what the woman wants or yeah. that's what will get them the attention. But when there are guys who are like sincerely kind it's and nice, submissive, it's still submissive. Yeah, because women perceive it that way because women engage in stereotyping. What happens is you meet a smart. girl. Yeah, because women are smart and they should engage in stereotyping and men should as well. Um, you meet a girl. You're nice to her. She says, he was nice to me. The last 50 guys who were nice to me tried to give me three compliments and get in my pants and they didn't even like me. Or they were so submissive and desperate that I don't really even want them anyway. So they stereotype you in with those guys, even if you are that genuine kind of guy, that, that genuine nice, it just doesn't work. Like even it doesn't matter where it comes from. It still isn't going to work. And you have to focus on what works. Otherwise you get stereotyped as low value in the dating market. Interesting. Because okay, I'm trying to think back to certain people who I've interacted with before that have been extremely kind and giving and nice, but I've been attracted to. I'm literally sitting here trying to think the same thing. <laughs> Good luck, ladies. And I did. The only person I can think of with that behavior was somebody who was like in his 50s, yeah. who was like just like was the kindest person. It was genuine, it was sincere, but then he also had like this sort of sarcastic, teasing side to him as well, where he would be very firm on things that he didn't like so that if there was a boundary overstepped. Mm-hmm. He would let you know so that that's it was. Uh, but th- but th- that's what I'm saying about the the way to balance it out. Like there is. Right, but I nice am a- guys can't give those boundaries and they can't show those two different sides. And that's why it doesn't work for them. Right. You've okay. got to be willing to say no. You got to be willing to lose the girl. You got to be willing to deem the girl undesirable. Okay. You got to be able to throw that girl in the trash, walk away, and find a new one. But okay, so let's say there's a guy that that's writing into us and says, you know. I can't help it. I am a nice person. I like people to be happy. I like to do good things for other individuals. And it feels good for me. My How- suggestion would be to change and become a different person. <laughs> There's no way around it. I kind it. of agree. Yeah. What? Well, the you thing have is, to become a different person. But you I'm just very, said there was a way to balance it out. I'm a nice person. Like gen- genuinely nice. Like I hold the door for people. <laughs> I pick up like if I drop a wrapper on the floor, like I pick it up. But <laughs> I think. different. <laughs> well, I'm a good person, nice person. I'm everything. Okay. Gorgeous. Um, but I think like for me, I'm also very snarky and I can, I can kind of compete in the world of a nice, not a nice person, not all the time. Cause I'm, I'm genuinely very sensitive and sweet and nice, but I think like I have a dual side mm-hmm. and so I'm able to feel like, I mean, I'm a girl, so it's different, but I'm able to give off, I think, sexual chemistry because I'm a nice person. Well, the things you're doing are flirtatious, but I'll be flirty because I can mess with you. Okay. And so you need to have both sides. It's not that you don't need to be a nice person. It's that you need to have both sides. Something else to you other than just being Just being nice. Because that nice. is so boring. It's so annoying. To it's be annoying honest, it's boring. annoying. I hate when my husband says to me, oh, um, I was going to go see this movie, but do you want me to wait for you to see that? I know it's the nicest thing in the entire world, but I'd rather him say, I saw this movie on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then it's yeah. like, oh, you did wait for me. Like, oh, yes, wait. exactly. There was actually um, a meme the other day. You don't know what memes are. No you're a mom clue. And you're exactly. I can't believe you don't know what memes are. I finally it, know what a okay. GIF is. I'm you're, using them all the time on my phone. I feel like okay. I'm so outdated because people are like, I found this one like <laughs> oh five God. years ago. Yeah, GIFs are like so five years ago. Um, but there was... Well, actually, now I'm misusing the term meme. But oh, there was so you don't a, even know what it is. There's a picture of a cake that said, I'm I'm sorry I watched an episode um, of the show We Love Together Without You. And I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> it yeah. is funny because that would be like the death of my husband. Yeah. For me, I'd be like, okay, it's fine. Right, Whatever, right. just watch it on my own time. Yeah. But it is interesting how mm. like kindness, it does annoy us. Well, here here's something that maybe can mix in that niceness mm-hmm. in a way that'll attract women because that's kind of what we're going for here. Yeah. If you are unpredictable, 
And sometimes yes. you are nice and sometimes you just tease and make jokes and sometimes you're kind of a dick and you mix those all together yes. and do them at the yes. right times. That would be, that would work. Yeah. It's almost yes. like me, instead of bringing the girl cookies, it's like you take all that stuff, you put it in the batter, you blend it all up and then you serve up that like, and then you eat the cookies asshole, yourself. But cookie, it's like a cookie <laughs> asshole, asshole cookie. Yeah. That yeah. Make well, can you sense? tell me what that looks like? What all sure. of that looks like? Sure. Um, if the girl is testing you, you might draw a boundary and tease her about it. Okay. Okay. If the girl is being nice to you and showing a lot of interest, you can be nice and show interest back. You should never be the first one to show interest. You shouldn't be the first one to compliment a girl. You shouldn't lead with you're so beautiful because that'll get you stereotyped as, you know, you're already underneath that thousand her times. when you say that. Yeah. You put no one on a pedestal. Um, and when what she if said, I'm so beautiful, you're just a nice person. That'd be funny. That'd, <laughs> that'd be, be great. <laughs> you could say you're so beautiful, but not as beautiful as me. Yeah. Right. That might that's work, funny. You know? Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. I had, I had the guy that I have been into say, I think like we're on the same level looks wise. Like he kind of was like messing with me about it. <laughs> oh, I like that's, that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's playful. Cause mm-hmm. it's still complimenting right. you, but it's also complimenting himself. Right. <laughs> now, and then the girl... I said, well, actually I'm above you on the, like, you know, so then, <laughs> right. yeah. When the girl is misbehaving, you have to draw the line and you have to. So misbehaving to, meaning what? Um, there's a lot of different ways that girls might misbehave or try to treat you bad. Um, right. Especially with attractive girls. So flaking you on you? Um, Canceling plans? Some, sometimes that can be acceptable and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of anti-flaking, you know, techniques. Shampoos. <laughs> oh, which are what? Wait, tell me an anti-flaking shampoo. Uh, here's my anti- favorite anti-flaking shampoo. Um. When the girl says, I can't make it tonight, I will write her back really, really fast and like instantaneously as soon as I see it and say, I can't make it tonight. Oh my God, I love that. So it's like you canceled first. Like who canceled first? Who canceled first? Right, I love that. I call it the double flake reversal. I love that. that. That's kind of funny. So I flake on her as she's flaking on me and then um, I'll even be like, oh wow, that's weird that you just said that too. But really, I really don't want to hang out with you at all, ever, you know? And she's like, what? You know, so we get a little more funny with it. Okay. No, these are all cute little things. Okay. No, I, the friend zone is a tough space. And I think it's just, it's, can you wrong the friend zone though? Can you? Yes, I I think you can. I don't don't really recommend it. I don't think you can. You don't recommend it. No, in rare cases, uh, a girl and a guy will know each other and be friends and then date later. But the reason that that happens because is because the girl likes him the whole wh- time, or the girl. Uh, there's a change that makes the girl. Or it's desperate. like I'm, my eggs are drying up, and I need to get married. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not how you want to get me your relationship. By the way, that, <laughs> that's not a good reason <laughs> to start a relationship. Crunching. Crunching. <laughs> if, if, if the girl likes you the whole time, and it takes you months and months to get out of the friend zone, I mean, that's pretty bad. You should have just been. You guys should have been banging like week one, right? You know. So this is what I really recommend. If you're going to try and befriend and date, that's going to waste a lot of time. You only have so much time. Time is the finite resource in dating. There's only so many girls you can talk to, so many text messages you can send, so many online dating hellos you can send. So you need to cut down your time and make everything efficient. So when you get friend zoned, what I strongly suggest, and I don't know if you girls are going to like this, I say, delete her number, delete her off Facebook, never talk to her again. Yeah, I I'm agree with that. I agree. You guys are agreeing? Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. I That's totally I if you, you if there's, Cause if then there's you can, no they can move on. Well, my yeah. roommate the other day was talking about this. The, the, even as the girl, like if a guy's kind of just like using a girl, if you just disappear, then he'll, she was saying the other day, like you'll have a 
he'll have a chance to feel what life feels like without you and it might not feel good and that might bring him, value you more and bring him back well but it helps you value you yourself just, as well because the totally. truth is is that friendship is usually just offered as a, a, a fake offering yeah it's like yeah. oh let's be friends but yeah, i don't right. even really like you yeah yeah <laughs> you know unless you feel even, that connection with that person from both some, sides and then you can be friends that. you know what? why girls do that Sometimes, yeah, it's just to get out of the awkward situation. Yeah. But I think there's also something going on instinctually with women where they like to accumulate a tremendous number of friends and connections that as a them. safety backup plan. Yeah. Because women are always concerned about safety and having backups. Mm-hmm. And that's why girls like to have thousands of friends on Facebook and thousands of fans on Instagram. It's like this backup that she's never going to their, use. And their it's own insecurity? To their own insecurity. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. just this comfort level thing. Right. So if you are getting friend zone a lot, you're becoming part of her collection? imaginary comfort collection. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's, it's like her stuffed animals. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I have a lot <laughs> of guys who write into me who then try to attempt a friendship after, and they're like, wait, I thought you wanted to be friends. And it gets very confusing because the girl is still non-responsive. Yeah, Most they take often, it literal. Yeah, and the thing is, this is what I used to do, and I probably still would do it if I was single, and I still have done it with my friends. When I am having down moments or lonely moments, I'll reach out to people and see if they still care about me in right. some way. Uh-huh. Like with guys, I would very do it. Thing. Yeah, it's a very normal mm-hmm. thing to oh do. Oh my god, I'm Especially becoming so routine doing that. Yeah, and that's what that is what happens. I, I kind of agree with mm-hmm. you. It's not like such a such an angry thing that you have to do. It's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna be friends with you, but it was great getting to know you. If you have single friends that you think I may like, introduce me. But till then, you know, we're not going to be in each other's worlds where we weren't in each other's worlds a week and a half ago we're not going to be in, in in our worlds now together there's I no think point it's so good to just forget these girls forever and delete them off facebook <laughs> it's so good for you it's going <laughs> to change your self-image it's going to change your life because when as a man when you're having your lonely moments and you're being unrealistic in your own brain you're saying oh but that one girl she kind of liked me and meanwhile she's really friends on you and hey doesn't even like you at all you're going to then stalk her Facebook and say, hey, how are you? And all this stuff. It's bad for you. It's yeah. bad to take those kind of actions. It's, it's bad, bad for your self-respect. It distracts right. you, you from yeah. other people as well who are going to give you. Exactly. Right. And time is, time is finite. Yes, time I is, completely agree. You cannot you. waste your time on these friend zone girls. Forget nope. it. Move on. Delete it. Rip off the Band-Aid. Forget it. It's I not going to happen. I you an email from somebody. This is a friend zone situation. Okay. Sorry, I was ranting, Mark. No, that's okay. It was perfect. <laughs> I'm the queen of the rants, so trust okay. me. The audience is very used to it. Here is some background for you on the issue I am having. I have been interested in a woman I worked with years ago since we worked together. Okay, interested is a huge understatement. Fallen hard is more like it. We have been in and out of touch over the years and got back in touch last summer. I have been helping her out because she is a close friend and have told her, I know, that's the worst statement, um, how I feel about her. Since then, I have turned into the nice guy with her doing things to uh, with her to please her. Not sure why I'm not normally like that with women. I flew down to the city she lives in for her birthday a few months back and made a big production of it. A dozen roses to her work, white and purple, her favorite color. Asked her before, asked her before the trip what her favorite food was and took her to one of the best reviewed restaurants of the uh, of that type in the city. Not not pricey, just really good food and a few other things while I was there. For a weekend, this is a lot of shit to do for somebody who doesn't feel the same way about you. She made the comment that she was uncomfortable with that kind of um, attention because it is something she would not do for others. Since then, we have had a few arguments, but nothing. We haven't moved past uh, quickly over the last month. I have gotten the impression that she is feeling guilty about my helping her. Um, And idiot. Oh, an idiot me sent an email 
listing what I've done for her and said it was all because I love her. This was this was just over a week ago. After a week of silence, we started talking again, and the following is part of the email I got back. I love how you said you started talking again because listen to this email. This is so painful because I used to kind of do stuff like I this. know That's why it hurts. I've like had it people hurts. do these things for me. It's it, it, it hurts so on the uh, it hurts on the other end too because you're like, why are you doing this stuff? I I'm saying to you, I do not like you that way. Stop doing this stuff. It right. makes me uncomfortable and it's horrible. And I feel like you're gonna kill me in my sleep. <laughs> if you decide you want, this is what she wrote to him. If you decide you want to be friends, then that's fine but i will not um out not i will not i thought i edited this i will not put up with any more fits of anger i refuse to uh hear any more about how much you're in love with me enough of both i cannot and do not wish to control you but i will have control over what you share keep your anger to yourself keep your love of me to yourself and for the love of god stop feeling sorry for yourself shit like i'm not good enough for you needs to stop it has nothing to do with being good enough for me i'm not into you plain and fucking simple i'm not now or ever going to be in love with you and i've never ever played games with you i've been very clear about what i think and want since then, I have let her know I am pulling back <laughs> while, I, while I fix while I fix my issues and where she's concerned, there seem to be confidence uh, related issues. My question is, is there any way to recover from this and get the relationship I want or am I hopelessly in the friend zone and better to just move on? Move. I said you're on. not even in the friend it's zone. Like, you're in the this guy's got to die in yeah, order for yeah, him to stop. Yeah, like she hates she doesn't want any of this. Yeah. There's no chance. That's like, this is the definition of delusion to me. But it is interesting because in my mind, there is a chance when like, let's say five years down the road, if they see each other out at a wedding, let's say <laughs> she's single, he's single <laughs> so and romantic. he's and he's wow. flirting with other he's girls asking. and being super suave well, and charming. There it, is something in her that's going to say, eh, I want it, that attention this back. Is, um, it's interesting that you said that because like the only remote chance that, that I teach has something to do with what you're saying. Right. You know, um, first off, let me. We're going to put on the kid gloves with this guy a little bit. He's all, he's kind of all sad about it. And, yeah. You know, tender guy, you know. So look, I'm not going to call you names on this one, buddy. I'm not going to call you. You're just trying to get those purple and white roses <laughs> sent to you. <laughs> but, you know, this guy's got nice guy syndrome. There's mm-hmm. a book about it. It's from Robert Glover, mm-hmm. who's a doctor. And you should read it and do all the exercises because nothing is going to change in your life. You'll repeat the same pattern over and over yeah. until you fix it. Now, as far as getting this one girl, um, you know, this is like a disease people looking for this one girl you're not the only guy who has this problem it's thousands and millions of guys have this problem and girls on the flip side do this yeah, as well yeah, girls, do yeah, girls do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so here's one thing you could do go read mr nice no more mr nice guy and go learn how to meet women and be really good at it because the reason this happened to you in the first place the root cause of this situation is your lack of options yeah she was a girl where you worked and that's how you met her so you obviously don't have the ability to go meet girls in bars or at the coffee shop or on the street or on the internet or anyplace else. So you would not be having this problem if you had other options. You would have forgotten about this girl years ago. So get good at meeting girls, okay? Then go have sex with like as many girls as you want. Maybe it's three, maybe it's 300, whatever in your mind is the right number. And then start 247. dating. 247, good number. And then start dating a bunch of girls. And you know what? Maybe she's going to hear about it. Maybe she's going to hear that you're the stud. That you're the stud. Or she'll feel the vibe change. Or she'll, she'll feel your energy change. Right. But do not approach her. No, but don't yeah, be like, leave hey, this you girl feel like alone. how different I am? <laughs> yeah. You don't do that. You just. 
Here's my laundry list of all the girls that I fucked in the past <laughs> two months. You can call let, them. Let her let her hear about it secondhand, thirdhand, and then let her come to you. Mm-hmm. Do not make the first move. Forget it. Consider this girl dead to you and do all these other things, and maybe she'll come back if she hears about it if you're a legendary stud. Become a legendary stud. And when you do, you're not really going to care that much if this girl comes back, but maybe she will. Right, exactly. And that, that I think that is perfect advice. Uh, a lot of guys are like, how the hell am I going to sleep with all these girls? But as you were saying, it, yeah, they're it, like, I can't even get this one girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's but, a process. It's a journey. I got to get 247. It is a journey. And you can't, listen, you can, you can learn to do all of these things. And that's right. why there are programs like your programs that exist. Sure. There's programs like my programs that exist. And really at the core of every program, whether you're going to go sleep with 247 girls or not, it's going to provide you with the idea in your head that there are options out there for out there for you, and you know what to do if you have those options right. coming your way, so that you don't put as much emphasis on this one girl who lives really freaking far from you, who's told you time and time again she is not into you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's right. Okay, we'll be back after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it all right hi marnie christian and guest i've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now oh a woman in the audience another woman um and i have to say you guys are spot on and you cover a lot of great issues i have a couple of dating questions of my own i'm a 23 year old female college student about to graduate in may and head to the military national guard to serve a life goal of mine uh that is probably deep rooted somewhere in my fetish for men in uniform and also a compulsive (laughs) bumble swiper and lover of free sushi and drinks I have an alpha personality and am attracted to alpha, confident, tall, muscular men. I love witty banter. She's going to have so much sex in the military. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love witty banter and easy conversation. And because of this, I am often disappointed after my interactions with men. Mm-hmm. I, this is you. I have, been on, uh, I have been on close to 100 first dates with <gasps> many wonderful guys, but none of them have ever turned into anything more than a casual fling because I've had a bad habit of ghosting them left and right. A couple of times, 
that I've been on a date. I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, but I played along as if I was interested so the guy wouldn't feel like he was wasting his time and money. One time I actually was swiping while the guy went to the bathroom. More than one time I had to delete the Bumble app temporarily so the notifications didn't pop up for my date to see. (laughs) Once I feel that someone is extremely interested and they start texting me nonstop and asking me to hang out, any attraction I had before instantly fades. Too easy. Those guys that seem more detached after a date, I find myself more attracted to them and want to wife them up for sport, yet never with the intent of actually dating them. The kicker is that I actually do want a solid relationship and to find that one person to call mine and grow with. I don't have a fear of commitment, I don't think, but I also don't want to put myself in a position where I commit and then a couple of months down the road, I meet someone better and then be put in a predicament. I know there are plenty of guys like this, serial daters. Some people may call them players, but I see where they are coming from. I'm very confident in myself and need someone who is the same. Yet the dating pool is filled with older men than me who need more than I need from them. And I am losing hope that I'll find someone who excites me and I'll be proud of and want to be with. I know I'm still young, but I've had a lot, if not uh, eerily too much of experience with men of different races, ages, financial status, etc. I've been around the block enough times and I know exactly what I don't want in a man. Can my struggle be because I'm on Bumble and the men on Bumble are of a certain breed that isn't satisfying me? I don't have the time to find men in bars and clubs, mainly because it's uh, not my scene, partly because I live in suburban New Jersey, but mostly because I'm a full-time college student so really and hold a part-time job, maybe because you talk too much, right. um, and <laughs> and dedicate any free... No, she's just trying to give us all the info. Um, and dedicate any free time I have to volunteering at my local nursing home. Uh, but I will always find time to squeeze in a date here and there if I see potential. I've been single and happy for over two years. I've, I'm drained... I'm spending time with guys I don't want to invest in. And I need you to tell me what I'm doing wrong and where to find good guys because I know they're out there. It's almost done. um, There's obviously a lot more to my situation, but that is the list of it. I'd love to hear you uh, back from you and discuss what the hell I'm missing in the equation. My Instagram is, I looked her up. She's very cute. She's blonde. She's adorable. Okay. What do you think about, what's her name? Katie. Well, I mean, I can relate to the part where she said, Basically, the banter level of, with guys, very disappointing. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think guys just think like um, in this kind of old fashioned, not old fashioned, but like they're just kind of like, uh, we said hi, now we should meet. I don't think guys have really gotten that you have to connect before. You but meet. she's going on a hundred first date. So she's actually like, it's not even. Yeah, but she's not feeling chemistry clearly with them. And I can say, and I know people have heard me say this now a million times. The banter is so important. Every date I've gone on where we didn't have banter was a bad date. Mm. Like if we didn't have banter beforehand, my attraction wasn't, it's almost like it revs up the attraction or warms it up. It's like the burner's on a little bit. And then once you meet in person, you can see if that actually turns into something. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that has that's, anything to do with anything. That's interesting. With but that's, that's really good advice for you guys. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my opinion on this girl, Katie, what's yeah. her name right? I think she's a very normal 23-year-old girl. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think there's anything I've never heard of before uh, in, in what she just said. I think it's a very normal thing she's going through. I think what, I'll tell you what I think most girls do. They will just kind of chase after high-status guys. And not a bad idea at all to just, you know, chase high-status guys. They're going to, like, bang you out and not be too attached. And that's a thing you need to go through for a while until you are done with that and and you're looking for something more serious 
one thing you say in your email is that you're looking for something more serious and you want a relationship. And it didn't quite ring true for me. Yeah, me too. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, where I was like, no, you don't. I, I think our society tells girls they have to be in the market for a serious relationship or else they're a bad person. It tells um, both men and women they have to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think girls get it even worse. 100%. Especially a at a younger age. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're 23. You're not like in a serious relationship. Yeah, What's wrong with you? To me, it sounds weird to be in a serious relationship when you're 23. Well, we live in LA. Live in LA. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. But I mean, nobody can tell you what to want. You, you have to want what you want and get to the bottom of that. And you kind of want everything all at the same time. You want a really dominant guy, but you want a guy who treats you good, but you want a relationship, but you want to get, you know, a bunch of guys in uniform and have casual sex. And I think it's very normal to, for women to want everything simultaneously. Um, that's just kind of the way the brain is wired in my opinion. I think men have it too. So I think you need to go through a series of, um, phases. First phase for you right now, since you're drained is just to relax. Don't go on any dates for a couple of weeks. Just catch yeah, your breath again. Is a yeah, lot. You can overdo yeah. it easily. Yeah. I think and you've exhausted If the yourself. potential is there to even really hit it off with someone, you're so drained from meeting so many other people that you're just kind of like going through the motions totally she's got fatigue and that can kill chemistry right right mm-hmm. so when well, and the you, fact that you see so many options coming through the door every single day right. you're like oh well there's another one around the corner sure, i'm not yeah. really feeling it with this one but let's see what's behind door number two yeah you guys ever hear of the paradox of choice yes 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 too many choices too many choices that's ruined my life it has it really has. <laughs> well that is the thing with with social apps right now it gives you the idea that you have so many options even though you don't really like my friend mm. um and yeah, like one of my best you friends don't really you don't, <laughs> you're too ugly you don't really. No, but you don't the thing is, is that it's you don't have a lot of options there's a lot of things in front of you but it doesn't mean that they are right for you or you're going sure. to make them work in some way and for so, the listeners who aren't familiar with this people assume that when you have more choices you're happy but right. in reality, what happens is the more choices you have, the less happy you become. The ideal amount of choices is like two or three. When you have 50 choices, you just don't know which one to choose and you get sad and depressed and don't choose anything. Mm-hmm. That's so, me. Oh, that's you? Mm-hmm. I oh. get it, it. I almost uh, feel like frozen. Mm-hmm. I can't make a decision. It's not just you. It's everyone. Yeah. And it's men, too. So paradox of choice. You guys can look it up. It's on if Wikipedia. If I was a woman in like 1950 that had no choice but to just like go be a secretary or just clean the house, I'm telling you I'd be happier because mm-hmm. you know what you're supposed to do. simplified life yeah. for me. I've had too many options. What do I do? Where should I live? What can I, it, I, I now I'm just alone in my bedroom going like Bleh, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing I think is going on with Katie. I, I don't have much more information than this to go off of. Um, Good thing. There's a lot right. I know there's a lot, but mm-hmm. I, 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 I have like a million more questions. The thing is, is that at the end of the day, I have to remember she's, she I don't want to downplay your age, but you are only 23. And I don't actually think you know what you want. You're about to go into the military and you do you do all of these other very grown up things like you volunteer at a nursing home. Mm-hmm. You're about to go into the military, risk your life like that is very, a very grown up thing to do. But I I really don't think that your taste, your flavor, your decisions for a partner in life are fully formed yet. So either you're not selecting people that fit into what it is that you want or you don't actually know what you want and are just being not skewed, but won over by certain people who may not be in the category of what you're looking for, but they know how to attract you in the first phases and engage you in conversation in the way that you like, but they may not fit into what it is you're looking for and what it is that you can be attracted to for a longer period of time. And as well, like what what Brad was saying, 
you may not really be ready for a serious relationship right now. You may not want that. You are going to the military very soon. It's not really a great idea for you to enter into a serious relationship if, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not ideal for you to do if you're about to go do something else you're very passionate about you. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, big muscular it's like your own dating app. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that's what why it says. Don't you take want. a break and then like explore the military scene a little while. Yeah, but maybe also explore more about what it is that you're looking for on a deeper level, not just like I want a tall person, I want athletic, I want muscular and alpha. Yeah, those are all great things. Come on, ladies. There's only one of me to go around. <laughs> right. But you have to look at the other things of like how you want to feel around a person. Um, what values do you have? What values does the other person have? Um, what do you like to enjoy doing? Like all of these things you want to put more thought into. And then you can start selecting from a better place and start seeing some red flags from other people that may be wasting your time if you do go on a date with them because you could have cut down on that hundred date list very easily if you had a, a better picker. Like I have, um, I was trying to say before, my neighbor and, and one of my best friends across the street just started dating again. She just got divorced. She like got into it really fast, kind of like what you did. Yeah. I literally decided she wanted a divorce two months ago. A month later, they were going through the process Whoa. and he's moved out. And now she Poor is guy. online. She's on OkCupid and she's loving all of the attention. She's getting a huge ego boost, but she's getting um, very discouraged because she has all of this attention coming in. She likes the attention. She likes talking with people, but she goes on dates with people and they're not what they appear to be online or she's just getting really excited about the energy that's coming her way. She's not picking as as well as she would have done in the past. She's sort of just letting anybody sort of filter their way through. That's what I think is happening with Katie as well. I think that she's just letting, not letting anybody through, but she's letting certain types yeah, through I mean, that may not. If you're on 100 dates, you're letting basically anyone through. Right, that you're not like, it's not serving you. And she lives in the suburbs too. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like, I just don't think you're filtering and, and I think your picker is a little bit off. I have a special announcement for the nerds listening. <laughs> yeah. Boys and girls. There is some changes that are going on in our digital world that are affecting the way you feel and the way you think and the way you conduct your relationships and the way you conduct your life. And I think a lot of what's going on with people is they don't understand how our digital culture is affecting the way that they think. Um, So I'd like to recommend a book to you that will explain some of this to you. And this is only for nerds because it's a really hard book to read and it's very theoretical and philosophical, but it's called Present Shock. Present Mm -hmm. Shock is a book from Douglas Rushkoff. That's what I feel when I open my aunt's gifts to me. I'm like, ugh. I'm in shock from this present. It's terrible. The idea of present shock is that everything is now happening in the present and there's so many things happening at once. It's like, you have a match. You have an email. Mm -hmm. You have a friend request. Here's the news. Donald Trump said this. My God, I'm feeling depressed already. Yeah. Yeah, it is too much. It's an overwhelming amount of information and humans have never had to deal with this many demands on their attention. Especially men. Yeah, especially men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're kind of doing this multitasking thing that it does confuse the brain a bit. And it, in some ways it's good. I mean, if you know it's how to exhausting. harness the power of the digital age, it can be good. But if you let the, the digital age harness you, then it's not good. And uh, right. I think what this book does is it helps you make the digital stuff work for you instead of you working for them. Because I think 99% of people are getting run over by email and Facebook and the 24-hour news cycle these days. So a little off topic, but wanted to throw it out there. I am, no, but I sure. agree with you because it, 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 
ties directly to what Katie was saying about being on Bumble. And the same thing that so many people who write into us say, there's too many options Mm. in front of you. And it is very distracting to have, you know, this app giving you a notification that somebody likes you, this person winked at you, this person this, and the news. And it, 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 you're, it's brain fatigue. So I yes. have on one of my dating apps, I have like, it just is like bio. It's the league, if anyone's wondering. Um, and it doesn't give you much space to write about yourself. And I would, don't write a, a lot anyway, but I just say female Larry David. That's all it says. <laughs> so guy wrote to me the other day, he's like, you have pretty, pretty, pretty good profile. You know, like he was trying to do the Larry <laughs> David thing. And I didn't respond. He's cute. Six foot four. Good job. And I didn't respond. And so then he wrote back a week later and he said, I know you got that reference. And I wrote back and I just was being honest and he hasn't written back yet. So it's probably maybe not a good thing to say back. But I just said, to be honest with you, yes, I got the reference, but I am so exhausted with dating apps that I just couldn't find the energy to respond. And I'm sorry for the downer, but that's legit why I didn't respond. And it's true. It's because I'm so overwhelmed. I really am. I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah, my sister just deleted all her apps, too. She just said it was just too much and it wasn't the right people that were on there. I deleted my apps for a couple months and then I got bored and went back on them or lonely and got went back on them. And Tinder, I don't even open anymore because it's a garbage dump. It's the worst. Um, but even with just I'm just using Bumble, the league, and then I was on J-Swipe. I deleted J-Swipe. Um, but because are my people kicked you off? I, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. They, well, actually, on my profile, it said your mom's favorite shiksha. That was what I, said. <laughs> I actually got a lot of matches, and I talked to like two cute dudes. And then I just honestly, I needed space on my phone. Like my phone was like, can't take more pictures. So I was like, all right, bye bye, Jay. <laughs> You're first to go. Um, but I'm just overwhelmed again. I'm not the chosen person. <laughs> no, it's not an unusual story. The majority of people are kind of overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like much. not only do you have the dating apps, you have like you said your email, you yeah, have your text news flashes. In, you're looking at Instagram. I have it Facebook. on my phone now where CNN updates me. Right. I don't know how to turn it off. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just get news, and I'm like, yeah. Why did I even turn it on? I know. I'm like, I'm not that I'm like, smart. I don't care about news. Yeah, I know this. Although I do watch some of read some of them. Watch them. Well, yeah. like, I don't even know I what I'm saying. Show. But like, it's it's too much. It's you too don't many own alerts. That phone. That phone owns, owns me. You. Yes, yeah. it does, and it's watching you. Totally I'm Kristen. I'm seven. Anyway, yeah. back 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 to Katie. I think that a lot of what we're talking about maybe going on with you, but I think even more so, you're 20 fucking three. You're about to go to the military. Give yourself a break. Take some like relax. Enjoy people. But if you if you are sincerely looking for a serious relationship, you, you got to get a little bit better with picking who you go out with. Going on a hundred dates where you're incorrect and wrong and it's not the right match for you, there's something off there. So getting to know you a little bit more, what it is that you're looking for, a lot of my programs, um, the first section of most of my programs are about discovering you, figuring out what you want. And there's like great guidebooks and um, questionnaires in there that can help you filter down what it is that you're looking for so that you can spot it a lot more easily and you don't waste your time going on a hundred dates. Okay, next question. Hey, ladies, I can't remember where I heard about your podcast, either Corolla or Rogan, but I added it, started listening to some current and past uh, podcasts for a while and find some great advice. So thanks for that. Here's my question. Might be too long for the show, but here goes anyway. I'm in my mid 40s, three kids, 10 to 12 and going through a long divorce through Facebook. I reconnect with an old college flame who I always thought was the proverbial one that got away. Long story short. She uh, went back to Texas for the summer and came back to college engaged. I was very uh, disappointed, needless to say. We reconnected on Facebook around six years ago, but really only chatted. Six years ago. (laughs) 
Facebook's so old. <laughs> yeah. And said, happy birthday here and there until a year ago when I noticed she put something on her wall indicating her marriage was not in a good place. She was 16. She has 16-year-old twins, too. I sent her a message asking if she was okay, and we opened up a huge conversation about her pending divorce with an alcoholic and how my marriage was heading through divorce, too. She opened up about how she had bad I had had feelings for me back in college, and I did the same and I thing with her. I told her I liked her as well, yada, yada, yada. And before we knew it, we were in a serious online relationship. I live in Northeast. She is in Texas. For about eight months, we literally uh, either texted or spoke on the phone every day, all day, and she would send me pictures of her just about every day, too. Yes, she would send a couple of naked pics, and we did sext a couple of times, and she pushed me to come see her, which we were unable to make work for a variety of reasons, including kids' schedules, but mostly uh current spousal issues. After about seven months, her divorce was final, but mine was still dragging out, and we kept on for another couple of months. She asked me to come meet her in Dallas for a weekend when her kids had to spend time with the father's um, grandparents, but I couldn't make it work. So I asked her to come up to me, but she didn't want to leave her kids with an alcoholic just in case. Every indication was that we were seriously going somewhere, if not already there, given the amount of time we spent engaging with each other, even though it was online and on the phone. But she gradually pulled back a couple of months after her divorce was final. And when I confronted her about it um, and why she seems to be pulling back, she said she doesn't want to be involved with a, a married man. <laughs> I asked Wait, if I, I he was getting divorced. He is. But everybody, everybody's separated. So separated is like a weird space, you know, um, if I could come down and see her in December. But she said she was unable to meet with me. No further explanation. Side note, about a year before she had kids, she had a one year long affair with a co-worker. Anyway, this is like not a big deal. Um, she has told me how she needs me in her life. She wants me to love her. I need to come see her. We need to be together. She needs me right now, et cetera, et cetera. And lines like that that really made me feel we were going to make it work. And uh, no matter what. And it's just a matter of time where I need to finalize my divorce and we are going for it. My question is this. Was I just a naive pawn for her divorce process? I truly have feelings for this woman and thought she did for me. I feel like a chump, but she still wants to be connected with me as a friend, but she can't be involved with a married man. I said that we were uh, both on a path. She is just ahead of me, but I'll catch up if she's willing to wait. But she didn't give me an answer. I feel as if I need to just cut her out of all my social networks and forget Texas even exists. I, like a lot of people. Um, but I have a business. Outside of dating. just <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, no offense to our listeners in Texas. I love Austin. <laughs> um, but I have a business trip for several days in her city coming up in April. So um, do I just cut down the contact with her for a few months, then see if she wants to get together or chalk it up and move on for a highly educated mid forties grown man. I feel so confused about this, the intensity of our talks and getting close to each other. Then the abruptness of her pulling away has me wondering what the fuck, if you read this all the way through, thanks Mike. (laughs) Well, she was definitely using him to cope with the divorce. I can say girls, girls and guys, but women do things to make themselves feel like you said, like they have that network. Like you were saying, when the tons of friends, it's like you, you need to feel safe almost. And he was one of those while she could transition into being a single person because it's scary. And it's like either she could go through a divorce alone, which is basically like jumping off a cliff, or she could talk to someone and feel maybe old flames and good feelings. And instead of jumping off cliff, she's walking it down a, a hill. That's not super steep. Oh, it's very poetic. But I mean, that's really what, it, what it is. So I think she just unfortunately was using him and he needs to move on. But not that she knew that 
She didn't know that at the time. Right. So I, I don't want I don't want to paint a picture like that. Women are they're not are doing it on doing purpose. it on purpose and being manipulative. But during that time period, it was her dream fantasy world that that maybe got her through the day. Right. The, and at certain points during that process, I'm I'm she believed it. She was in it as well. And then when her divorce was finalized, and she got through things, and I don't know the the, the little side notes here that are happening about why you still are not divorced. Um, and why things are taking longer or why you weren't able to go down and meet with her during this time period. Like, I, I don't know if that was because you were just separated and you maybe said you didn't feel right about it or vice versa. I don't know what was going on in that middle gray zone, but there's something there that indicates that I don't know if you were fully ready to give her what she wants or maybe she feels like she needs time alone to herself afterwards or she met somebody else who happens to live in Texas and can see her on a regular basis. Um, So there's a lot of things that are going on there. I just think that sadly it was a relationship that played out and that kind it does kind of suck suck that she's saying that because she was in that situation before and she was flirting with you in the same way. And to be honest, it is kind of bitchy of her to then say, oh, I don't want to be with a married man. And you were for eight months. You were in a relationship with a married man and he was in a relationship with a married woman. So there was something going on there. Um, So I I don't want to like just put all the blame onto you, Mike, and say like, oh, like you were stupid for getting into the situation. Like both of you were were doing something that felt great for eight or nine months. And now it's not working for her. And sadly, you know, her excuse isn't wonderful um, or reason isn't wonderful for ending things, but it's just something that isn't working for her anymore on the same level. Well, those our, are my thoughts. Our guest on our last show, um, Rain, said people aren't always in your life for permanent, like right. for permanence. They're there for certain reasons at certain times, like seasonal kind of things. Yeah. And I hate to like, for me, that hurts because there's certain people that I want yeah. in my life that I don't think will be here forever. And so it's a hard reality, but I think you were probably a necessary thing at that moment. Yeah. And I think I think vice versa for him as well. You're both going through a hard time. You it's nice to have for her. Yeah. You were autumn. Right. So she could get to winter and like be safe in the cold. Right. And Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I actually agree with everything you guys are saying. I think it's a really Lucky dead on smart analysis. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart. Dead on analysis. And if that helps you to understand what happened, I think that'll be good for you. So let me give you some. Let me give you a little to-do list, some actionable stuff. Good. Once you understand what happened, I think what you need to do is refuse to accept the demotion. You're about to be demoted to basically from basically being her boyfriend to now being her friend. Never let a woman demote you unless you want to be her friend, which you don't. You want to be her romantic Inside interest. Her. <laughs> right. So Say hi. No you problem. Use the same technique where you just text right back, like oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to date either. <laughs> right. I want to break up. I don't even want to with a married woman. Yeah. I mean, Whore. Much. You should. You should. Uh, you should mirror <laughs> these things back. You, you should agree with her. Say, yeah, we should not uh, be in a relationship. I'm a married man. Take care. Peace out. Yeah. She's gonna be like, no, I want to. Be friends. I want you in my life because yeah. you. She's addicted to you on that right, level as right. well. You're a regular. Take it away. Say nope. We're not gonna be friends. You You're her CNN me. pop-ups. That's right. Yep. Say no. Delete Just it. say no. And you need to get more options. A lot of you guys who write in these emails, all these emails stem from the fact that you don't know how to go get yourself a yeah. woman. Yeah. You have to learn that. And then you wouldn't be so strung Stop out on one. some chick 4,000 miles away who who's just using you for her emotional you know, support system while she goes through a divorce. That's why these things happen to you because you have no other options. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Marnie right. will teach you. Stick with Marnie. Oh, thank you. Brad's like, I've got... A- 
10 other businesses now. I don't have time for this bullshit anymore. I have too many properties. I've only got one business. I have to teach you this, and it can only be from me. Anyway... Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Do you want to tell people how to get your products? Or actually, make sure. it, maybe make a recommendation on a friend zone product that you have. Well, um, if you go to bradp.com, that's my website. And I have something called the Black Book. Uh, oh, which that's, is about, a good, that's a good program. Yeah, it's about how to meet women. But there's a bonus product to that. It's called Friend Zone Freedom. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and it, t- it teaches you about the friend zone and how it works. And you, you kind of know. Tells you how to thoughts. delete people off of your Facebook account. <laughs> Programming side to it as well. Friend, the end. Yeah. So but some people would be like, do well, where do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ready to get more options because you know that's what's causing all your problems because you don't know what you're doing with women, yeah. then get the Black Book. Join my 3030 Club. It's uh, 12 months of basically a, a college course on how to meet women and navigate the frightening dating environment these days because it's a jungle out there so it's a jungle out there and you do need need help help. and here's the thing somebody wrote into me today um and was talking about uh i forget what the situation was but he was just saying am i just like an overall unconfident person and i said to be honest an unconfident person wouldn't be writing to me a confident person who knows how to ask for help because you you know, you don't have that strong of an ego over yourself or this great pride that's getting in the way of you achieving something. You are confident because you reached out to me or you reached out to somebody else or you've asked a question for our podcast. You're trying to get answers so that you can move forward in your life. That, I, I believe, is a part of being a confident person. Well, it's like they know the foundation's there. Yeah. And they want to Exactly. It. And it can be worked on. So I think that these are... Well, even if you have no confidence, you can get some. Right. Exactly. It's just... If you have zero confidence, there are still... Things you can say and steps that you can take that will make women get attracted to you. I yeah. teach guys with no confidence all the time. I'm like, you're going to wear this. You're going to say this. Off you go. They get <laughs> Off you go. From I love how easy women. you make it. Uh, 247 women later. There you go. <laughs> and 247 That's... STDs. Yes. Later also. Exactly. Okay. So go to bradp.com. Is that Brad what it was? Bradp.com. Get the Black Book Method. Join my 3030 Club. I'm on that forum. I will give you advice directly. It's part of the club. You don't have to pay extra or anything. I watch it and I'm on there every day. Oh, I think that that's wonderful. Cute. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I always love having you on the show and I love seeing I like you. Yeah, so I'm glad you. you've pretty much been in every single one of our studios. Yes, I've been in them all. And I like, and this is the smallest one. You probably feel so claustrophobic oh, right okay. now because you're so big. It's, it's- <laughs> Pretty like trendy. It. You're up in West Hollywood now. I know. Soho across exactly. the Soho House. Exactly. Oh, we were in man. East yeah. Hollywood before, that mm-hmm. crappy area, Burbank. Now we're uh, in Burbank. Like right on the border of Beverly Hills. I, I know. See that's our next move. There. Actually, it's where we started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Full kinda, circle. That's kind of funny. Anyway, thank you for being on the show. Um, Kristen, do you want to announce anything about your new podcast? Yeah, that you have I've got a new out? podcast. It's called Mentally Chill. I'm going to say this every time. The I-L-L is in parentheses. Okay, really we get it. Ill. I know. Yes. Like, stop saying that. We got it. Um, and it's all about depression. And we talk about uh, not only like stories of people with depression, like we talk to them, but we also talk about like the history of depression, old methods, like so back smart. in the day Ooh. of how they would deal with psychosis and things like that. And then also we talk about like successful people with depression and how they've overachieved. I think you know, it's going to be an excellent podcast. Yeah, so I'm check it for out. you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will never I'm listen so to it, but I'm sure it will be fantastic. <laughs> you don't need to. I'm so interested in this topic. Oh, it's awesome. We did one episode and we couldn't stop talking because there's wow. so much to talk about. Well, the thing is that you, the- you would be very surprised as to who actually is depressed. I'm telling you, some of the most powerful people. Right. Yeah. And we listen to a lot of um, depression podcasts because there are podcasts on depression and it's generally the host just interviewing somebody about their depression, but no, one's re- no one really talks about the history and gives, um, you know, more of a 
not that we're doctors, but we're trying to just like dissect the entire thing rather than just talk to someone with depression. There's some really cool new technology about depression and mental illness that's just coming around right now. There's something called mind analytics. Have you seen this yet? No. Mind analytics. This is what they do. Um, You know how a lot of people get depression. um, They do psychiatric medications. Mm -hmm. Yes, like me. So it's an EKG test where they hook up all these electrodes to you and they check your EKG and then they have a database where they compare your results to a lot of other people and how their results were with um, medications. Oh, wow. So they can kind of dial in your meds a lot quicker by using this EKG test. Mm -hmm. To see what your brain was. That's amazing. That's cool. Thank you for telling me that because so many people waste so much time trying different medications yeah. and you have to get on it and then you have to adjust to it and then you have to taper it's off a two of month it process, and then right? you taper off of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like months and months yeah, and it is. you can go through so many, you can go a year and you still haven't found the right mm-hmm. medication. Yeah. There's, there's two for speeding up that process. Now, mind analytics is the first one. The peer peers is the name of the test. And the other one is a, called genetic testing. They actually swab your cheek. And they check how quickly you metabolize like, psychiatric You're white. medications. You'll definitely be depressed. You have no other problems. <laughs> we know that in your DNA. Right. Wait, go on. So what is yes. it? Well, everybody metabolizes psychiatric medications at a different rate. And that's what you use to adjust the dosage. Um, so this will actually tell your psychiatrist how quickly you metabolize this stuff. And you get your dosage right on the first try. Amazing wow, stuff. that's insane. Yeah. And what's the name of that? How again? do you know so much about this? Do you suffer from depression as well? Uh, I never had depression, but um, I have a degree in psychology and I've done a lot of work in the mental health field. I was a social right. worker. I worked in a house for depressed people and schizophrenics for many years. So did you work at my house? I did. <laughs> it's called I the Carney Household. <laughs> I remember you. Yeah. It's very so, impressive, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. I just yeah, love this impressive. topic and I, I pull a lot of mental health information over to the dating world and psychological information yeah it's all related so much so right so interesting well i'm glad that you could be here i'm glad we got to see you again um that's called mako by the way Kristen. uh the genetic genetic by a company called mako okay Okay. awesome yes you should have them on your show yes you should come on that'd be really interesting okay we'll exchange information afterwards uh anyway thank you for listening to our podcast you guys are wonderful new episodes of the ask women podcast come out every week I don't know what day yet, but every week they come out. And if you subscribe, you will be notified of this on your little pop-up that comes up on your phone. And if you're on my newsletter list, I will tell you when new episodes are coming out. You guys are awesome and wonderful. If you want to write in questions for Overanalyze This, please write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And we will see you next week.